All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, epic.com. Go check them out. Follow them on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social medias. Go follow our friends at Zephyr Epic. Love working with Zephyr Epic. And check out their retail location. In Surrey, Zephyr Epic. Zephyr Epic ships free anywhere in Canada on any order over $50 from? From Maple Ridge to Moose Creek. From Maple Ridge to Moose Creek, Zephyr Epic ships free on any order in Canada over $50. So go check them out for all your Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! Hockey cards, basketball cards, football cards. If it's a card, Zephyr Epic likely has got it. So go check them out. Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Epic. 
On all platforms, we're also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery with your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place. As the sun is setting around us on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in, here in Vancouver, Chris Faber. What's going on? It's a Yeah, it's kind of, uh, what do they call this? The... Something hour. What do they call it? The golden hour. Golden hour. Yeah, it's you can see it. Best there's, selfie time. There's some like golden shades coming through yeah. the window here, flashing up on the wall, hitting the Canucks combo poster. It looks good. We should be taking selfies right now, but we're doing a podcast instead. I'm not a big uh, selfie guy. I am. You are, yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't, no, you're more of a... You actually throw it back to uh, the mirror pics I notice you take. Oh, yeah. Mirror selfies? You're, you Come take on. more mirror pics than... Because well, back in the day, let me take you back a little bit here. Before before they had the camera phones where you could see what you were taking a picture of, you used to have phones that you couldn't see. You'd have to take a picture of the mirror to take a selfie. That was pretty much what a selfie was before. Yeah. Like taking mirror pics, that that was big for a long for a long time. For a long time, the early Facebook days of mine in like 2006, 2007-ish, a lot of uh, party pics would be showing up. Like uh, somebody would take a take a bunch of pictures from a party on the weekend and then they would post it in like an album with some stupid song lyric normally and it would be and there would always be a session in that album that there would just be like a bunch of mirror pics if somebody went in the bathroom and everybody's in the bathroom taking mirror pictures yeah that was me before your time you would have been five or six years old probably at this time (laughs) well the reason i take mirror pics is because i'm showing off the fits right? right if i didn't wear fire outfits to the rink I wouldn't be taking mirror picks. Tell you that much. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, see, I'm not a big mirror pick guy. I need a. I need a haircut. My hair's getting out of control a little bit here. I'm yeah, getting. Okay. It's getting pretty long, so I'm getting. I got to get in for a haircut here before I start taking any selfies. I've been doing the sand, stand-ups with you. I did one with Kevin yep. Woodley. I recently did two. Starting to get some comments. People are like, "All right, time to cut the locks." No chance. Yeah, no chance. I, honestly, I think you remember this. Do you remember how long my hair got in the summer? Like it was longer than this in the summer. This is me looking presentable because I have a professional career that I need to like kind of show up for once in a while. Yeah, it's been longer than that. Yeah, so that I'm I'm back on. Like I'm not cutting it until like September of next year. Hmm. This was my last haircut of the season. Wow. Yeah. I see. I wouldn't want that in the summer. You get all the sweat on the back of your neck. I don't sweat that much. Yeah. See, so you and me are different. We're built different. That is true. I would be sweating a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'd have I it on the back of my much. neck. I'd have it under my beard. No thanks. That's well, the, I wear I wear headbands when I uh, when I work out. Right, so mm. there's that too. You saw the visor the other day that I got. Excellent, excellent visor. For people who don't know, I, I bought a visor. I don't think one I one of one. It. Yeah, it's a one of one merch. A beige visor with the photo of you, Harm, and I. Our cover photo on cover, Twitter. Yeah, cover photo on the. Uh, on the old Twitter account there at Canucks Convo, you can follow along. And uh, yeah, I got that picture made onto a visor, which I'm pretty happy about. I think it looks good. Well, the visor, honestly, the quality of the visor is horrible. Like, it is not like a, a good fitting visor. I've got a visor that I wear golfing often. That's a good visor. This one that they got there, I don't know. This one kind of sucks. Like, the the actual fit version of it. But uh, it's it's got a fun little photo. I'm happy with it in the end. I, I quickly, we, we we have a lot to get to on this All right, episode, let's do it. but I quickly want to say I went to ICBC, had to renew my driver's license and man, I took your advice, booked an appointment. It was so much better. Somebody else commented that. Yeah, too. I think it was Moose Kayak, Elliot Hoyt from right. uh, Roxy Fever. That's right. They, uh, yeah. they mentioned they did that as well. I tell you, it's a game changer. Yeah. I would never not go without a uh, appointment. Also, I'm doing my passport right now. I can't. I got to. Uh, unless you're getting like an emergency passport, yeah. you have to just email everything in or like Why? mail everything in. Well, that's better than I had to go downtown when I had to do See, it. See, but that's the thing. I would have got an appointment. I would have been in and out in 40 minutes and yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I'm good. I'm better with email. I like email more. Can I do? Can I say one more thing before? Yeah. I, so I've been trying to get Only my seven minutes. So I've been trying to get my steps up, right? You know me and uh, I'm trying to get my steps up, trying yeah. to get some, you know, uh, I've had some bad days around 2000, 3000, trying to get myself up to, you know, five, six, 7,000 ish. So what I've been doing late night, 10 o'clock, I go down to Superstore and I'll, and I'll walk every single aisle at Superstore. And then whatever, if something catches my eye, I pick it up and, I, and like, I'll go in there only and I'll come out of there, maybe spend 20 bucks Hell yeah. every night. It probably isn't great too. That's probably not good for like saving your money and stuff. Wait, I'm sorry. But I will hit, I will go through every single aisle from tampons 
to toilet paper and everything in between. I will go through every single aisle. Superstore, you get the steps. Boom. There's a couple thousand steps right there. Sorry. Sorry. I So you go every night. I've gone like five nights in the past seven days. The workers are going to start asking questions. No. No, yeah. I don't think so. Who's this six foot five dude walking through our aisles Trying to get some back steps. and forth? Uh, I guess you could just say that. I know the I know I got a couple <laughs> of friends already at Super. They know me because I come get the flash foods all the time, so I have to talk to them, oh. right? So I know a lot of like I know the the supervisors and all them. Like we're tight. I know them. I, I have my my old girl Cindy. She left, and you know where she's working now. She left my superstore down in South Surrey, and now she's working at the superstore in Nanaimo, my old stomping grounds. Wow! Shout out to Cindy. She was excellent to deal with. I my flash food orders. <laughs> I was always dealing with her. That's amazing. Yeah, she was great. I love it. You know All me. Right. I make friends with with you know you the do. older I was generation just gonna quite say, a bit. I was just gonna say like the, I got to training camp in Abbotsford and you're like talking to the security me and guard Wendy, who yeah. was like forty years old. than us. I, man, I miss one. I've been trying to find her. I was telling. I went to an Abbotsford game, like I said last week. With I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, yeah. but I went with Nikki to uh, to one of the games, and I was looking, and I was saying like I go to these games, and I look for Wendy. Wendy was the lady. Wendy I was, ruled. I talked to Wendy all training camp. She was excellent to deal with. She had so many fun questions. I didn't even realize Wendy was there for our protection. Did you notice? that? Yeah. Well, I told her I said if things get out of hand, Wendy, you let me know. You give me <laughs> the hand signal, I'll be down there help you out. But now I, I've been trying to look for her at Abbotsford games, and like I, I even have binoculars that I use, yeah. right? Because sometimes you gotta you know peep down on the bench or maybe see who's in the Canucks box, all that stuff. There's a little yeah. PJ tip there from our uh, PHWA mm-hmm. uh, head, and uh, yeah, so I've been I've been like scoping around. I can't find Wendy. That sucks. Yeah, that's really tough. Hopefully, she's all right. I was just, I was just thinking about training camp. Like, it, she was there for our protection. Like the way it was set up, we were in these like. Wendy was at boxes, training camp more but, than you were. Yeah, she was, but there was there was these like seats for the fans or whatever. Like, oh, I guess the stands they call it. Sure. And you could just walk right up to where we were. And I was like, man, like some of the things I see on Twitter, I've blocked like way too many people. Like maybe these people are like, oh, I could take this kid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. You know, screw. Frick him up or whatever in the I'm box. Like, yeah. So I stand next to you all the time. Yep. I'm way tougher when I'm next to you. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> and Wendy. And Wendy. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess Wendy. with Wendy. No chance. All, all right, right. Let's go. Let's We've go. got a lot of Canuck stuff. We just hit the 10 minute mark of us talking about absolute nonsense. Hopefully you did not tune out. Patrick Alvin has been hired by the Vancouver Canucks as the team's 12th general manager. Chris, before we get to the hiring and we got some quotes we got some we've uh, got some audio. we've got we audio got we've got a lot of stuff this isn't just going to be us talking about wendy helping us with self-defense this is going to be us talking about the vancouver yeah, canucks. jeremy if you tune back in we appreciate yeah. it we got some canucks talk here man guys named jeremy do not like me yeah <laughs> that's true all right sunglass uncles that's the first note i have about patrick alvin all right is sunglass he- uncles don't like him they are not a fan of this hire Okay. And I don't mean to lump in all of the sunglass uncles together, but someone pointed out, C, uh, CSWC Andy tweeted at us and said, it's the sunglass uncles. They don't like them. And I did my own research, hashtag did my own research, and I found out he's right. Like, those sunglass uncles do not like Patrick Alvin. Shout out to Andy. He's had a good day on Twitter. He was getting shout outs on 650 all day, too. Wow. But, um, you okay, you're going to have to walk me through this then. I, I'm a little curious yeah. why these people don't like... So. In the Canucks Army comment section, which okay. is also a pretty good... And also, if you wear... I wear sunglasses. Like, I'm going to be a sunglass uncle. I'm yeah. just saying. You're like two weeks away yeah. from it. So if you wear sunglasses, we're not targeting you. That's not what this is about. Uh, because I, I wear sunglasses all the time. But now, if you go into every Facebook comment section looking for a fight, and your profile picture is you wearing sunglasses, then you're a sunglass uncle. So I just thought I should make that clear. Or ants. We've seen some ants in there, too. Yeah, we've seen some sunglass ants as well. Um, or the Facebook uncles is what you called them. Right. But yeah, that's that's what a sunglass uncle is for those that uh, got offended and took off their sunglasses while they're driving. Put them back on. We're not trying to bully you. No, it's not the sunglasses that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's the, yeah, it's the behavior. Anyways, yes. the Canucks Army comment section, I have noticed there are a few people in there being like, why did we get a euro? The problem is we have too many euros. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And no, I've seen, dude, this is a common thing that I'm seeing among the, uh, uh, the sunglass uncles is, you know, well, Elias Patterson isn't doing anything. Our problem is we have too many euros. We need more sandpaper and the GM's just going to go get a bunch of European players. And that's something we've talked about, Chris, because they did say on multiple occasions, we need to get better at targeting European players and college free agents. Those are things that were said today multiple times. Those should not go by the wayside or be swept under the rug or kind of swept on the rugs, the wrong term, but 
those are things that need to be brought to light because it was said multiple times. That's not an accident. Who's the last college free agent that Canucks have signed? Mark Michaelis. Mark Michaelis. Yeah, Jake Kiley as well, I think, in that same before. year, the no. year before. No, you're So not really a lot of players that have made a big impact, and they didn't go that route at all last year. You would hope that they would really start to expand into that this year, and I think that's something that Jim Rutherford, even before Patrick Alvin came on board, has yes. been talking about for a long time. And, and yes, it's a free way to really not only boost, potentially boost your lineup. The big part that I like about signing college free agents is how it's immediately adding to your prospect pool. If you're adding a 22 year old guy who's been able to season in the NCAA, like we've all talked about Aiden McDonough. We've been excited and hope that he's going to sign very soon here. I got some stuff more later on him chatted with Jack Rathbone quite a bit, and I didn't put all the information uh, in the article that I just released. So I'll talk some more stuff about Aiden McDonough, but we've been waiting and waiting, waiting with, with these college free agents. You don't have to wait. A lot of them were just late bloomers or guys that, you know, had to play in the OJHL or had to play in the BCHL and weren't spotted by a scout and drafted at a certain point. Cause a lot of those players are going to fall through the cracks or maybe they just weren't good enough at the time they were supposed to get drafted. Now you look at a lot of these college free agents and man, like there's a, there's a very good list of college free agents in this year's draft, because I think a lot of these NCAA players after everything that happened with COVID last year, a lot of them didn't even have seasons. Not a lot, but a, a good percentage of NCAA teams didn't have seasons. A lot of the players also just wanted to return. So this year's crop of NCAA players compared to last year is a lot better. Some of the top names in there, uh, Akito Hirose, uh, a defenseman from Minnesota State. There's a lot of players on this Minnesota State team. Uh, obviously, Jake Livingstone, uh, if you've been listening to sports at 650, another good example. Minnesota State's a, a, an interesting spot because they're the number one team. I think they just dropped down to number two actually now. But they're that's a team where like they bring in a lot of older players, a lot of players that are well-seasoned. So you can really get players that are going to jump right into the AHL, pretty much anyone on this top list. And you're going to get a really good start to boosting your prospect pool for free. And that's what I like that they can do with NCAA play. And I hope that's what they do end up doing. There's I'll throw a couple other names out there just because there's a lot that I've been looking at. Uh, Nick Blankenberg out of Michigan. I believe he, he's been the captain there. Uh, at Michigan, I'm really interested to see what happens with him moving forward here. Defenseman, a little bit undersized, but gosh, does, does he ever move the puck, man? Uh, he's been a captain there at Michigan on that really good team. Expect Blankenberg to be someone that they might target. Uh, and then the last one, I'll th- just throw Brandon Scanlon out there as well. Big defenseman. Uh, would like to see him get an opportunity as well. And that's the guy that I wrote about a little while ago for Canucks Army, who big, tough defenseman. So there, there's a lot of really good guys available and that's not even to mention any of the european players that could be out there connor grega that's my guy do you know why i don't know playing the bchl baby coquillum express what about livingstone he's not he's a bchl guy i got a i got a clip of eddie gregory uh, calling one of his fights here on my phone jake livingstone was BCHL? Jake livingstone, yeah. no what team um it has oh, to be penticton. He, he went on to do great things it has to be Penticton. no it wasn't penticton and it wasn't uh, no way. Langley Riverman. Okay, we got a few here. Two games with the Merritt Centennials before being traded to the Langley Rivermen. That's what I thought. Wow, I did not know Jake Livingstone was from BC. Because he's a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer, man. I'm telling you, Livingstone's the guy. The, he's six foot three. He's a right shot defenseman. He's from BC. If the Canucks don't, I think I've gone on this rant before. If they don't hire him. It's a mistake. Hire him. Well, bring sign him in. Him. Sign, sign him. him. You know. Well, there's been so many hirings and firings <laughs> yeah. and signings and whatever. We've you know decided to hire. We've we've made Jake Livingstone retire from his playing days. We are, well, I'll tell you what. Me and Halford and Bruff are still trying to get Livingstone on a deal with uh, to be a, the athlete of the Halford and Bruff show. Are are we not close to securing that deal yet? Well, well I've been gone. I've not been producing the show anymore. Oh, so yeah, I'd have heard things have been falling apart. Tell Dom he's got to f- pick up negotiations. Yeah, Dom's sleeping at the wheel. Well, I'm the money guy. I got to get back in the there. Money and, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> you were the money guy. Well, let's talk about our little donation today because that's okay. something I do want to talk about. Should we save that for after the break? Let's no, finish. You it. brought it up. You can yeah, say it now. Let's, let's talk, talk about it. Then we'll cut to break and then we'll finish round sure. up the hirings afterwards. So you posted about it on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Henderson, shout out to Big Ryan, the Twitter guy. And Matthew's brother as well. Yes. Matt, Matt was the first one, I Matt, think. Matt, the of guy who up. designed all of the Canucks <laughs> yes. Army, like I mailbags and the everything. Mailbag, like, yeah. I go go type it in and I like put the featured image on Canucks Army articles and it's like credit Matthew Henderson. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Okay, great. I, just got to the, I, just pulled, I was gonna pull the Twitter account uh, to make sure we can read it correctly. And it said, Do you wanna make uh do you wanna make Canucks combo an NFT as our oh, uh, profile no, picture? No, we don't. You don't want to do nope. that? And we're not even gonna keep talking about it for more than 
the time we've already talked about it. So we made a donation today. Uh, Today is uh, Let's Talk Day from a certain media conglomerate that uh, took $122 million in government subsidies last year and uh, gave it to shareholders and then fired everybody at 1040 and just closed the station just so mercilessly. Just absolutely cutthroat. We know the media industry is cutthroat. That's why we appreciate your support of this show. We really do. But it's been a good year. I'd say for Vancouver sports media after that uh, station closed down, seen a lot of people bounce, bounce back, land on their feet, which bounce is back. Nice job. Yeah, well, there you go. We'll there get go. to that. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a bad year, but it was also a good year because everybody kind of landed on their feet and uh, we get to see, you know, Donnie and Dolly on TV and that sort of thing. So shout out to them uh, as, as Dolly well would say, Squadrelli there. Good kid. Kid Mad City. Um, Ryan Henderson tweeted out tweeted out a bunch of links of sure. places you could support. Chris and I talked about this, and it was something we were very happy to support. Uh, so we said in a tweet, I'll just read our tweet. We try to talk about mental health every day with each other. We try to do actual meaningful work on mental health and try to take action in supporting mental health initiatives. Today, we donated $200 to the local mental health initiatives. Now, I'm just not reading anymore, but we chose to support uh, the crisis hotline crisis center bc which we're happy to support uh, again uh, anywhere in bc bc 1-800-SUICIDE 1-800-784-2433 the mental health support line there is 310-6789 the seniors distress line is 8721234 live chats are also available on their websites again that is crisiscenter.bc.ca if you're struggling folks go get help we made a little donation to them today uh in support of suicide prevention. Yeah. Suicide prevention, postvention as well. That's an interesting part. I kind of read up a little bit on the postvention, a word I've never heard before, but that was our first one. And uh, as you somehow perfectly alluded to, uh, as BC media has bounced back, we also donated to bounce back uh, as well, which is a, a skill building program designed to help adults and youth uh, over the age of 15 manage low mood, depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, some more information there at bouncebackbc.ca. I know that uh, you know mental health is obviously something that I think you and I are very supportive of each other for it. It's yeah. good to have each other, I think, uh, for our mental health because we, we both deal with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's been good. I think it's nice to have a support system. Maybe people that don't have as much as a support system like we do, maybe some of these uh, organizations can be there to help as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also... Our DMs are open. Like my DMs are are open. Mm-hmm. Feel free to reach out. Uh, anybody Definitely. listening to this, because uh, you know, I'll I'll open up a little bit. Um, you know, there was a time before I worked at Canucks Army. I'm not going to say who I was working for or anything like that. Uh, but it was before I was working at Canucks Army. I was just getting overworked, not getting paid enough, and I was struggling in many, many different avenues in life. Uh, and I put out a tweet that I was just feeling like burned out. And that's not something I would do now. I, again, I had like probably 800 followers at the time, uh, but a, a bunch of people on Twitter reached out and just uh, offered to chat. Again, some people on Twitter. I'm sorry if I've forgotten you because you know I've made a lot of good friends on Twitter that have helped me out, but uh, Lauren Gardner is a big one. Uh, Lauren's been there for me in the past. Really appreciate him. Luke, Luke, the bartender uh, on Twitter, Sam, Samantha Chang, uh, all the broadcasts, you know, they're teaching me how to cook. I really appreciate that. Um, But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of people to thank uh, that have been there for me uh, over the years, just solely based on Twitter. And again, like you, you talked about it, like you and I talk quite a bit about uh, our mental well being, and you've, you've been really helpful and, there's there's one story in particular that I wanted to bring up because what it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, um, but I don't remember what happened. Actually, I do now, but it's personal. I'm not going to get into it. But basically, I had a really bad uh, mental health day, and the thought of doing work just seemed absolutely dreadful. I was this close to telling you I couldn't do the show that day and that you were going to have to get uh, someone to fill in. And this is before we had Harmon, before we could have taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really struggling and I told you I was struggling and you offered to come pick me up from my house and drive me all the way to the studio and you know help me get in the right headspace before we actually started recording. Uh, and then once we started recording, you really did carry that recording, as you do most days anyway. But... This time especially, I really appreciate it because I just wasn't in the right headspace. And then, you know, not only that, but then, you know, on the ride home helped me out a lot. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I just wanted to say that. I know it's awkward to do that on a podcast, (laughs) but, you know, 
you know, I appreciate how much you've been there for me. And again, uh, a lot of the listeners as well, uh, whenever I've opened up about stuff, whether that be on the Patreon or the few times that I've done it on the show or on Twitter, uh, you know, the outpouring has been great and, uh, it is, it is much appreciated. Yeah. I think, I think that's the most important thing. Like, uh, you know, I haven't had to lean on you very much for things, but I think just knowing that, that it, that it is there is, is also very important. I think that's something that's so important for people to have, even if you don't have, so a day like you kind of just mentioned there that's happened to you as long as you can surround yourself with people that can help in that way like i i always think of uh kind of like the support system that even like that Wyatt aren't has helped give to a lot yeah. of people and a guy who's just been so supportive uh of guys like you and i coming up in the industry and how you know just being able to ask questions to him and, and some other colleagues patrick johnson's another good example like yep. some of these guys are very helpful uh for us who are coming up and, and new to this well, you know pj's been around forever writing it feels like and he's a guy that no matter what you do, like you text him with a problem, he's he's basically either calling you or telling you to call him. Yeah, I was uh, to just gonna. I was gonna say, like you just brought up Wyatt and PJ. Those are another two guys that I've mm-hmm. I have reached out to and I've been struggling. Like Wyatt helped me really early on, like when I was still at Canuck Way. Like I was I was like nineteen when Wyatt was helping me, and I I hardly knew Wyatt. Like I'd never met him in person or anything like that, and Wyatt was helping me out back then. You know, same sort of thing with Pat. Like Patrick's been great. Um, I'm not sure if that's just because I deliver beer to his house every once in a while because we're neighbors. But yeah, when he was in COVID protocol, you were the one dropping stuff off outdoors, weren't you? You were dropping off uh, beers for him or video games or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't video games, but I've I've done a few deliveries. Okay. Um, but you know, sometimes he doesn't even ask. Sometimes I'll just I, I brought his kids snacks because his kids are. You guys know yeah. you guys all like the same snacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have we have similar. They they got yeah. good taste. They got good for taste. sure. No, I think and that's. You know, an interesting thing, because a lot of people on Canucks Twitter would be like, oh, it's such a gross place. But it is kind of wild to see the support that you can have. Not if you go and like ask for it, but just even, you know, I think people, people on Canucks Twitter, like, oh, I haven't seen this person in a few weeks. There's a community. How are they doing? It, it's a it is a community right? as much as it can be people picking sides. I think in the end. You know, if an Oilers fan tries to come in here, one of these Oilers boys trying to go, like, we're, we're all going to have each other's back. Mental health care. goes out the window when we land in Edmonton yeah, next who's, week. <laughs> whose side are you on? Like, there's no sides when when it's talking about it because it is one big community. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people would, um, would be able to support others. It, it is great to see, even though it can be very toxic at times, people's takes. I think the overall feel still is pretty positive towards yeah. each other even if you uh even if you wanted to trade elias Pettersson a couple of weeks ago maybe you still do yeah you still deserve to be in a good headspace yeah. the facebook uncles are still welcome the facebook uncles are still welcome yeah uh right. and the, the last thing that day that i was just describing to you uh when when you uh drove me home after you drove me home i was talking one of the uh group chats we have and uh cody sievertson who found out i had a bad day sent me pasta amore on doordash which was just I the saw, nicest thing. That is, yeah, Cody's one of the nicest guys ever. With, uh, I saw you the other day. You sent me a Snapchat. You're paying your respects. Past I was done. also sorry before I close up the story. And then Cody forgot oh, yeah. to change my address on his DoorDash app. So his wife goes to use it. And I get a call being like, hey, I'm outside your building. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, Cactus Club. I'm like oh okay and i like go down at first i thought cody sent me more food i was like just randomly like he didn't have to do that so i go downstairs and then i like see it and it has it has his wife's wife's name name on it it, and i call cody i'm like dude you sent food to my house he's like oh no so he drove to my house and that's how the uh garland forever thanks for the free food joke started because uh at the start of the season when wyatt was doing that little joke with cody about how cody hates connor garland uh i cody wrote a note and wrote thanks for the free food and then empty bag quads i didn't actually take his food that day all right wrap it up there um i think the sites that we that we founded the ones that we felt uh we founded well no the the ones (laughs) we found and were and were comfortable donating to of course i feel pretty good about those and it's nice to see those are local organizations i think yeah. And we could have tweeted out some hashtags and we probably could have raised 40 bucks if we were to get a bunch of retweets on them. But yeah. I felt better not supporting a company that has hurt a lot of people's mental yep. health over the past year. And not only the workers that they got rid of, but think of everybody that enjoyed 1040 yep. so much every single day mm-hmm. and treated that as like their family. Um, you know, like I work for the competition, but that was ridiculous. That was one of the grossest things I've seen a company do. Uh, with the layoffs and uh, you know that's 
that's probably not the right way to say it, the gross things. There's a lot of gross things that big companies do, but that was a horrible thing. And that was like days after last year's let's, let's talk, talk. Day. it was like a week yeah so kind of ridiculous and something i didn't really want to support today yeah. but i wanted to support mental health and i think we made a good decision uh spending some of our patreon dollars uh into that direction i think that was a smart move by us yeah so again before we get to break those sites crisiscenter.bc.ca again the suicide hotline the mental health support line the seniors distress line all available there and bounce back bc which again uh, is a skill building program for adults and youths 15 and up uh, to manage low mood, uh, depression, anxiety, and stress. Bounce back, bc.ca. All right. Other side, we're going to cut the break here. We've got a, a special ad. You're about to sneeze. You're going to hear it in the background, maybe. No, he's going to sneeze. No, he's holding it in. Okay, we're going to throw to it. There it is. We're going to throw to an ad. Uh, and then on the other side, I guess we, we kind of went off track there. The GM yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk, we'll talk we got a bunch of stuff. Let's get into some clips. We'll kind of react to some of the things that we heard today from Patrick Alvin as well as Jim Rutherford. So what do you say? Keep it locked and loaded here. We'll uh, see you on the other side uh, after this quick little ad break. And before we go any further into the episode, want to give a shout out to Parallel 49 Brewing. You guys can find Parallel 49 Beer all across BC and Alberta. And right now we want to give a quick shout out to the Unparalleled Pack featuring four of the P49 favorites. The Trash Panda, the Filthy Dirty, the Jerkface 9000, and the Hillbilly Ninja. My favorite of the four there, the Jerkface 9000, the Pink Can. Something good about those cans there at Parallel 49. So go out and try them. You can find them in most liquor stores across BC and Alberta. And a massive thank you to Parallel 49 Brewing. No poll question today. We are still looking for a sponsor. I think we're going to get one soon. We're in some talks. Um, But we are trying to get uh, a new sponsor for the poll question. If you'd like to advertise that all with us, uh, DM either of us on Twitter or on the Canucks Convo account, at Canucks Convo. I think we're close. We're close to a couple. We're close to a couple. We've had some good conversations here. We have. Uh, Bringing in some sponsors. Speaking of good conversations, how about uh, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin today coming out and speaking to the media? I tell you, man, I I don't know what it is about Jim Rutherford, but it's it's from for me, it's hearing what... And maybe this is, I guess, a little biased because I think the people that he hires are probably going to say very high things about him. But I don't I do think this is an honest feeling about Jim Rutherford around the NHL that he is a very smart and well-respected mind in hockey. And he is surrounding himself with a team here that I think is going to do a lot of good things in Vancouver. I am very confident about this management group going forward. The fact that they can give us a plan, the fact that they're going to make tough decisions, the fact that they aren't going to just bank on everything going the best possible direction every single year, getting lucky every season. This is a group that I'm feeling pretty confident in is going to make a lot of right decisions and get this Canucks team to a point where I'm going to really love being able to cover them in, you know, in the next two, three, four, five, six, seven years. Yeah, exactly. Canucks have made some really good hires lately. Uh, Emily Kostongay, you don't even need to look hard at her resume to see if she's I don't want to use the word overqualified because she's she's she is qualified. I have heard that very thrown qualified. around a lot, though. A lot yeah. of people have said she is overqualified yep. to be an AGM. This is the type of hire that should be hired for a GM position. Former former agent of stars like Marie Philippe uh, Poulin and you know Antoine Roussel, star player, paid like one by Jim Benning. So I even put in the little article there that uh, you know at least we know she knows how to take advantage of. GMs. Yeah, I know it's a redemption tour <laughs> for Jim Benning, but I also like you'll remember when uh, Alexis Lafreniere was getting drafted first overall. That was also a new story about Yerky's going to be mad. We didn't say Alexi. Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah, Alexi. We said Alexis. Oh, man. Dang. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're D- you going to be mad, too. Yeah. D still corrects us on all of our pronunciations. Yeah. He didn't he didn't get me for the Bossin. Uh, he he wanted to. Yeah, he kept no. He he's normally with. Uh, he still stopped listening. That's our uh, plot twist. Yeah, he still true. doesn't listen to the show after you. Yeah, met. tweet us, Disto, if you're still listening. <laughs> All right, hey, can I? Can we throw to a clip? I just want to kind of get yeah. started. We'll do some reaction off of here. Um, this one I wanted to start with Patrick Alvin talking about what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. Well, I think you need uh, you need uh, obviously structure um, and you need a, a good depth. Uh, I think. Uh, um, I think one year in Pittsburgh, I think we ended up with uh, five or six players uh, that started the season in Wilkesbury. We ended up ended up uh, with their names on the Stanley Cup. Um, I think that it's a very, very competitive league, and uh, you need good depth. So 
for us to become a consistent playoff team and a consistent contender, we need to build up the depth of the organization. And that's uh, through the draft and, and signing of the um, European and college trading players. And that did that feel like the consistent theme that we heard throughout the whole interview, whether it be yeah. Rutherford or Alvin? Um, you know, you were on the call. I was driving into work at the time, so I actually missed it live. I've just been running through all the clips because I was working at 650 while this is going on. That felt like the theme throughout, though, as much as clips as I was running through. It was just that this team can improve a lot from an like an avenue that they really haven't gone down over the past few years here. And that's going the, the free agent European route, as well as NCAA players. We've already touched on it a little bit, but it, it was kind of the, was it the biggest takeaway from you or was there something else that you maybe took away from today's uh, media availability? I think that was the big one. The other one was that it is very nice to have a two good communicators uh, communicating a coherent plan. And Jim Rutherford, again, like, this isn't a hot take. This isn't, these are things that we said. And Jim Rutherford is just kind of repeating, like, you know, he's talking about how badly this organization needs to improve in so many areas. Like, he was talking about improving facilities. He was talking about a lot of the stuff, quite frankly, that we haven't heard talked about since Mike Gillis was the GM of this hockey club and the president. Um, so I think that was the big takeaway is that Rutherford is really going to, try and clean up this mess because it is a mess right now. And if you don't think so, just ask him because today he even said, he's like being capped out and not in the playoffs is not a good thing. Yeah. And that's what this team has been for the past, what, eight years? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that I think that's another thing that I took away from this was just thinking that from the recent hirings, from what we've heard that these recent hirings are going to do, what they're going to specialize in, what they are, what they're strong in, what their backgrounds have been good in. It just felt it feels like, you know, we we asked Chris Gear the other week on the show here, hey, what does John Weisbrod do? And he was like, he managed 40 people, whether it be, uh, you know, scouting at the professional level, amateur level, keeping players happy, all this certain things. And it was like, even if he was doing all this and doing this at a at a good level, which I you know, I don't think that him and Jim Benning were doing a great job in the position they were in. Clearly. It also feels like there was a lot on their plate. And I think that that's what I'm getting a different feel right now with Jim Rutherford being there because the general manager has enough pressure on him to, to run the team day to day. I think that having a president is so important. Like it is massively important having Jim Rutherford here now at the top to kind of point the GM in the right direction of which he, which way he wants to go, but then also assist with the AGMs, the AGMs that he's really confident in has already speak, spoken this plan to, I just it feels like it's it's a good spot. And Patrick Alvin had a quote here. We'll we'll play this one as well. Um, him talking about Jim Rutherford and how Rutherford likes to surround himself uh, with you know smart minds and good hockey people. Well, obviously the history of the franchise um, um, is very very intriguing and and um, and the stage of the team right now. Uh, but I'm not. I got to be honest. I mean, uh, the reason I'm here uh, is the excitement to work with. Uh, with Jim Rutherford again, and um, and I know how he uh, emphasized on to hiring good people uh, and surround yourself with good people. That's something that I always believed in. And uh, um, as I said about Daniel and Hendrik, um, I, I I I believe that that Jim have done a great job uh, filling the staff, and uh, I'm looking forward to meet all of them here. Just listen to that quote that he says. If I'm being honest. The reason I'm here is to work with Jim again. Like I, this is what I, I think. And we've heard it. We've heard it from Emily as well. That, that like the people like these people want to work with Jim Rutherford. He's making a plan that, that a lot of hockey minds are getting on board with. And a lot of smart hockey minds. These aren't, you know, these aren't John Weisbrod's coming on and be like, yeah, let's do this. this is the, the Jim Rutherford plan is great. These are some minds that I think will challenge Jim Rutherford in certain things, but also really know when to, I guess, take his advice on certain things because he's been around this hockey world for a long time and he's won a lot of things in this hockey world. Rachel Dory, chief among them of people who are very excited to work with this team. And don't forget folks, Rachel was somebody who was super critical of this team and their direction, right? Under Jim Benning. And, you know, if, if you want to know how much of a difference, a slight change in management and what they're communicating to the public makes Rachel said in her statement that she is so excited about the direction this team is heading under Jim Rutherford. Absolutely. It's completely different if that's it's, what it feels it's like. It's completely different. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. 
And you know, Bruce Boudreaux plays a part in that too, right? Like, let's not yeah, forget sure. that. But you know, the, if if you're looking for a place to work as a hockey executive, the Canucks are a good place right now. Like, it would be nice to you know, not for me personally, unless I'm in the goaltending department working with okay. Ian Clark. <laughs> um, you're the it, you're the communication nice... between Sanford and Ian Clark. That's, yeah. your, that's your dream job. I'm the eh? middleman. You're the you're highway. In that, what are you highway highway one from yeah from Vancouver to Bring Abbotsford? Curtis, I just want to know how your day's going today. Okay. Um, I got another one. Yeah, and this is the it. one I kind of want to play. Uh, and then I think we'll spend some time talking about this because the, it feels like changes are just on the horizon with this team. Things are about to change. You know, if you like Tyler Mott, if you like JT Miller, um, I don't know. They might don't be go going by any jerseys. No, I, like I, I think, uh, I think I saw, you mentioned Luke a little bit earlier in the episode. I see him saying he's going to buy a Tyler Mott Jersey. I say, uh, I mean, maybe he'll come back in free agency, but I think this is the type yeah, of player that with that. the return you're going to get Rutherford talked about adding draft picks, but I'm, I'm going to play this clip uh, here from Jim Rutherford talking about kind of, it starts with him talking about the separation that we kind of just touched on about a president and a GM uh, and maybe some roles and then kind of just about the changes that this team needs to have. This one's a little bit of a longer clip, but let's spend uh, a little bit of time after this clip talking about it. So here's Jim Rutherford on the separation as uh, president compared to general manager. Well, I'm here to support the people that, that, that are working in hockey operations and everybody has to do their own job regardless, you know, what their titles are, where they sit in the organization. I've always let people do their own job. Patrick is going to be able to work the day-to-day stuff as a general manager. When he needs some help with something or has questions, I'm going to be right there to, to try to work with him. Just as I'll be with the person that heads up pro scouting or amateur scouting or whatnot. That's what I'm here for. But also to see the big picture. You know, we have some things that we would like to do in the organization, such as have, possibly have a new practice facility at some point in time. Uh, what we're doing with development camp, what we're doing with rookie tournament, um, what we're potentially doing maybe with upgrading the Abbotsford uh, facilities, uh, the facilities here in, in the Rogers Arena. Um, there's there's a lot of things to be done, and uh, it's uh, it's like when I uh, well I was going to work one day early on when I when I met my wife Leslie she said what are you going to do today and I said I don't know but I said by the time we get home tonight I'll guarantee I can tell you about ten new things that I've had to do <laughs> and uh, that's the way this business works there's a lot of work and certainly enough work for everybody to do. Got a little Drance laugh in there. Hello, thank you for calling Thomas Drance. That was a that was a low laugh by Thomas Drance. Not a big one. I, so I I I work like a lot of Drance's uh, show Canucks Hour in six fifty. When he has like a really big laugh, I always clip it and then I'll like I'll save them and then I'll put like five together and sometimes I'll throw it a break with like a five run of Drance <laughs> huge laughs. He didn't laugh very much today, so I didn't get much of it. But so, I do that pretty often. <laughs> with a lot of shows, I think that's my that's my thing that I'm doing good at uh, as per, as like a producer. I ain't listen. I ain't the technical guy over there at Sportsnet, but I know what uh, I know what I like in sports radio, and I think I, I bring a lot of that as a producer. We you always have to have like a funny clip going into break. That's like something that sport like 1040 always had. Yeah, like the good producers always had something that one of the people would slip up with, and, and you go into break with that. So I got a bunch of those. Oh, good times. All right. So in that clip that we just listened to, Chris, Jim Rutherford kind of rattled off a little to-do list off the cuff. New practice facility. Again, the Nation's Plaza one was one that fell through, and I don't think they're going to revisit that. Uh, new practice facility. Evaluate and deliver on a development camp. Like, he wanted to kind of redo their development camp. Um you know, the rookie tournament, right? Young stars coming back in Penticton, hopefully, uh, obviously. But, you know, the importance of getting a rookie tournament and getting that development camp. And I know COVID has complicated things, but the Canucks haven't had that in, a, in the past couple of years, right? Like they, they had a rookie camp this year, but they never had a tournament. They never had the young stars, never had that sort of thing. And, you know, they, they didn't figure anything out. And I know, of course, it was difficult uh, with COVID and everything that complicates that. But, uh, you know, that that there's value in that and Jim Rutherford definitely sees that and again the other thing that he said upgrading the facilities in Abbotsford and Rogers Arena so people immediately said does this mean the seats are going blue 
I, I don't think oh, so. Oh, man, that would be a good start. I don't know how, uh, you know, and you want to talk about, you know, there's some people out there that will talk about how bad the Vancouver media is. Our media sucks. Only time I'm willing to listen to that is because nobody asked about the seats. Yeah. When they set up graded facilities. <sighs> that would be huge. Yeah. I think, yeah, hearing a lot of that was that like that's kind of why like i i put the name on that it's not like he talked about the separation that he was having as the president but that's what i took away from that quote that we just played from Rutherford is to me there feels like a separation from the president to the general manager because you know patrick Al- alvin wasn't talking about you know building a, exactly. a practice facility this exactly. is something that we would have if this would have been on the canucks radar to do it would have only been Jim Benning over the last years talking about this, but and this is where a president comes in handy. It would have been interim president of hockey operations for Cesco Aquilini. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that would have been his job. Jim Benning's not going to, you know, and not he- like, spear, spearhead that. I just feel like over the last eight years, that, that answer, the only way you would have got that answer from the past regime was if you would have asked about the development camp. Nobody asked yep. about specifically about the development camp, yep. about the prospects tournament that we all loved. Nobody asked that question to Rutherford. He literally just came out and told people certain things that he should be looking at. He was the one who brought up, you know, a better practice facility, whatever what the upgrades. Wanted. That wasn't the question that was asked. It, it was a great, just a great, it felt like a great moment in that interview that he just has a list of things that he's going to be working on. And hopefully we can look forward to some certain things that are going to help this organization as a whole moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Again, the big thing that is coming with Jim Rutherford, it feels like, is just hope, right? Yeah. It's hope for a fan base that has been kind of void of it for a while, other than what they're seeing on the ice, right? They're not being communicated uh, too effectively until now, right? And again, right. Uh, you know, we've talked endlessly about the last regime, and we'll try not to do it anymore. Hey, Canucks played a game too the other day. Oh yeah, that's right. Do we want to touch anything on there? They had yeah, two Spencer Martin lead. was fantastic. Your Spencer Spencer Martin, Martin was very good. Uh, I don't think Spencer Martin is as good as some people think. No, I agree. He was, you know, he he does a good job of scrambling. He's a, he like he has been pretty good at scrambling, but just yeah, you, you know, trade him, trade him now if anybody offers anything. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Ken Holland was in uh, in there to see him live in person. Yeah. Oilers trading that first you know round what? pick. Back, Who knows? Now that I think about it, uh, back in Bakersfield, they had uh, some Oilers brass there too. Wow. Yeah, when Bakersfield was in town. Wow. Watching Broberg, I, and they were watching uh, Spencer Martin. For those that didn't see it, I put out a tweet yesterday saying, hearing that uh, Ken Holland will be in person tonight, uh, along with uh, other Edmonton brass to watch Spencer Martin firsthand. And people freaked out. People were like, oh my gosh, are you serious? It's like the GM goes to every game. Come on. Yeah. No, I had the I oily like, boys at me the other day too. So now you know what it feels like. <laughs> we're going to see them next week. We're going to Edmonton, folks. Uh, we're gonna. I'm going to do a vlog for the Patreon. What? Yeah, we're okay. doing a vlog. Um, Edmonton travels. I'll do us going to the airport, that sort of stuff. Are going to put a bunch of TikToks out and then put them all together at the end? The no, no, your- I'll, do, I'll do videos. Maybe okay. I'll TikTok it up. We'll see. Probably not. Well, maybe. No, I think we should do Patreon content. Okay, we could do a video. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. We getting drunk out there or what? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, was go- what, I was like, where are we going there? Is how, how we're going to Edmonton in February. Yeah, I was going to say, I ain't going. You had shrimp there last time and strawberries for the Hibachi first time? Grill. Yeah, maybe okay. we'll go there again. I don't know. We'll see what Downtown Jay what's wants. Going, yeah, what's going on? Downtown Jay, our, our big boss here, he's going to be he's paying for dinners and uh, paying for drinks at dinner? or what? Cause did when say, I went back out. Back in the day, when I went to these union things, they'd pay for dinner. They don't pay for the drinks at dinner. Really? That's, Jay paid for everything for me. Okay. Well, that's all, that's all I'm looking forward to. This. Downtown Jay, man. Otherwise, I might be bailing out of Edmonton. But if it's paid drinks and dinners, give me a couple of good days off. I don't know how much you're going to be able to vlog of that. But. Did they not pay for the drinks in the union thing? Well, they give you drinks. Well, that's the other thing. You, not have to, to, you have to drink them there, though. Not to rag other companies. But remember, we went to training camp in Abbotsford. And our, yeah. our friends were like, oh, we can't save our receipts uh, with oh, yeah, alcohol. There's alcohol we can't there. send them to our company. It's like, what? Why? Like, Meanwhile, our company's like, Quads, you've never been drunk before? Like, you got to go get lit. <laughs> we didn't even ask for, for uh, a per diem. And they yeah. sent a per diem. And they told you to get drunk <laughs> on Abbotsford. Yeah. You only made it to two of the three days out there at training camp, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. I honestly forgot about that uh, missing the third day. That little brewery had good pizza, didn't it? It did. Yep. It was very good. Good pizza there. Except Tom got the eggplant pizza, which actually 
looked okay. <laughs> that was the same day that J-Pat got a freaking grilled cheese. Grilled cheese after these guys are ragging on me for having the palate of a six-year-old, which has improved since Grilled then. cheese for dinner. Yeah, J-Pat gets a grilled At a cheese. restaurant. Like, listen, if, if you're at home and you've been had a, having a sweatpants day, I get it. I get it. You know, have yourself. Like, I might have a grilled cheese today. I haven't eaten anything today. I had a little bit of pasta that I forgot in the the uh, 650 studio on our show on Saturday. I was thinking, I was like, it's Wednesday today. Is it going to be all right? <laughs> it was, uh, it was all right. It was a pesto sa- It was a pesto, uh, like pasta that was I got it in the fridge. Yeah. It was in the fridge. Oh, I didn't good. leave it on the counter and I was say. four days later, go eat it. Yeah. No, it was a good, it was my, one of my favorite, uh, pesto pastas from Granville Island. And then, uh, yeah, it was in the fridge and like, I was a little worried cause it's like, I bought it on Saturday. Then it sat there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I had it today on Wednesday, and it was like the garlic like marinated into everything, and it was okay. We'll see how I feel in a little bit. That's all I've eaten today. I think I I might have a grilled cheese tonight, but I wouldn't order it at a freaking restaurant. That's people that order fettuccine Alfredo at like a Boston pizza. That's the stupidest thing you can do at a re- if you go to Boston pizza or like. What what's another random like restaurant that would have like cactus? A, yeah, like or white spot. White, white spot. spot. If you're going to white spot, yeah. order and then you're going and you're paying twenty three dollars for what you can go to a grocery store and buy for a three dollar can of Alfredo and a ninety nine cent thing of pasta. You that's four dollars. You're paying twenty more dollars than you should for the exact same thing. You think Boston Pizza has some special Alfredo sauce that they've been cooking up for sixty years? No, if you're going to buy Alfredo or any pasta, really. You have to like you can't do it at these Boston pizza places. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I've had people like I'll sit down and I'll tell people if I'm with them at Boston Pizza or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, "Oh yeah, like I'll get the or you're at like a pub." And they're like, "Oh, I'll get the the fettuccine alfredo," which is just like it's like, "No, don't don't do that." That's something you can make at home so easily and so much cheaper. It's going to be the exact same thing. Most ridiculous thing you can buy when you're out. Unless you're, at, unless you're at, unless you're at, what's the new? Is the new Claudio? It's called Claudio. Is it open yet? Because no, you went and you paid your respects. You I paid my respects. Outside. Yep. I. Uh, I've never seen that parking lot so empty. I guess it's yeah. because Pasto no, Mori is closed. Are closed. All of the businesses. Oh, all closed. of them. Yep. Because they're redeveloping. Uh, they're building towers oh, there. Now. So okay. what actually happened? I was driving home from the rink, yeah. and my low oil thing came on my uh, mm-hmm. car, as it so often does. So. I got a thing of oil in the trunk, so I just took the first exit off the freeway on my way back home and ended up uh, in the Pasta Mori parking lot. Jeez, that'll and, hit you right in the feels. Yeah, it? and I just I you know I put on a little uh, Dean Martin and paid my respects as right. one does. Fair enough. Yeah, had my own little memorial service for Pasta Mori. What's your What's the saddest song you have on your phone? Uh, it's on the sad songs playlist that you sent me. Which what is it? Uh, dude, I don't know. I have to literally is look it, at the playlist. Is it Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran? Because that's the saddest song. And I, that's on the sad song playlist. That's a, I, it's a song about his dead mom. Ed Sheeran's song about his dead mom. It's a sad, sad song. Wow. Uh, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, is it, it is on the playlist. Flowers? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a sad song. Yeah, that is. Shallow, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. That's not that sad. It's kind of sad. That's on. That's the weakest song on the Chasing sad song. Chasing Cars playlist. gets me. That's a sad song. Yeah. yeah. I see this playlist I sent you. You've you've been using it, eh? It's a it's a I, good I, one. Honestly, I haven't used it in a long time. I tell you, it's great. I sometimes even when I'm feeling good, I'll play the sad song <laughs> playlist. It puts me to sleep pretty good too. Wow. Yeah. No, I I have stop had and to. stare is a good one on there too. I I honestly I haven't had to in a while, which is uh, a good thing. For me personally, if you're looking for a good sad song. I, I'll say it again: "Supermarket Flowers" by Ed Sheeran. Who's ever looking? F- well, I guess sometimes there's Pe- a time and place. Some people like a good sad song here and there. Yeah, I guess. All right, let's get out of here. All right, is that enough? Or uh, do we have anything to add? Spencer Martin played pretty well. Uh, Thatcher Demko is not going with the team on this trip. Oh. He can meet them potentially, but he's still in COVID protocol. Oh, he hey. did skate on Wednesday during the optional skate yeah. uh, with other players who had tested positive. So he's not out of protocol yet, but he was permitted to skate. I have also heard whispers that he did skate on Tuesday, not but I can't only. confirm it because media entry wasn't until 10. Interesting. Some whispers, eh? Okay. Well, uh, not the only uh, Canucks team flying to Manitoba. Um as the Abbotsford Canucks are heading there as well. Games this weekend. Weirdest starts I've ever seen. Saturday and Sunday, 2 p.m. What the hell? Where are they? 
they're in Manitoba against the Moose, our old uh, our old friends, the Moose. So I talked to Jack Rathbone for about twenty minutes the other day. Really good chat. Obviously, you know this. Jack's the best. And then I I sent him. <laughs> I sent you this. So I'll, I'll say this before I get into what we talked about. So I, I asked him. You know, there's a certain there's a certain thing that I wanted to ask if it was cool using the quote because I felt like it was kind of. I don't know. I wouldn't say something that might get him in trouble, but it was something about uh, Aiden McDonough. And he was, he was like, yeah, go ahead. Use it. It was something that it wasn't even that bad. I think it was about like him like playing with him and how he would like to play with him in the future. Uh, and I sent him the text and then he replied and he was like, yeah, that's fine. But and then he corrected one of my sentences like he edited <laughs> one of my sentences that I had the quote to like because I spelled I think I wrote like of when it was supposed to be or yeah. or something. And he like he's like, but you met you misspelled this word here. <laughs> I was like, geez. I was like, well, I so I texted him back. I said, thanks, editor Rathbone. <laughs> he, he did go to Harvard. Yeah, he's a smart kid. He wasn't going to let me screw up a, no. a text like that. Maybe. Yeah, he should be the editor of Canucks Army. So talked with Jack. I, you know, he's been dealing with a tough year, man. Yep. Uh, the injury kept him out. They wanted to make sure that he was 100% plus going back from that injury. So they took an extra week. Um, and then when he gets back, plays those three games, he said that first game was tough. He, he even laughed about it, saying like he was not good in that first game as he returned. He was It was a tough one for him. But after he found his footing again, had a really good second game back in San Diego. Then he played the Ontario Reign and had seven shots on net. Really felt like... He was back into his game and didn't miss a step. Then he catches COVID. So a tough finish there, uh, or I guess return to play uh, for Rathbone, who's just really had a tough. And, and he was saying, like, it's kind of been wearing on him. Uh, I asked him, like, how how has it been mentally for him to kind of deal with injuries, COVID, everything, you know, being sent down, like a lot of things. You can read a lot of the, the answers uh, that he gave for these questions in the article to Canucks Army right now. Uh, kind of probably people probably didn't see it as much as they, you know, Canucks hired a new GM today. But I felt like it was a good story. and It was a good conversation with Jack who is still very confident in his game. He knows that there's certain things that he needs to work on. He's taken into account a lot of the stuff, but the big quote that, you know, is in the title is that like, he just wants to play for, for Bruce Boudreaux. Like what Boudreaux is preaching is what Jack can do at the NHL level as a defenseman. So he's excited to get into that uh, more aggressive style. Something that I've always praised about Rathbone's defending is how he attacks at the blue line. And, and it could be too aggressive at times. Like not like just instead of just letting the guy gain the blue line, he likes to attack at the blue line and force the guy to make a decision there. That's exactly what Boudreaux wants out of his defenseman. You can see it with the way that why he likes Brad Hunt, because Brad Hunt's the same type of player who will attack guys at blue lines, force them to either chip it in or make a pass or make a move on him. Uh, Rathbone has just improved on that so much. I think that's part that he wants to work on. Got some PK time down in Abbotsford. Um, and yeah, I think he kind of mentioned it too. He needs to find a rhythm before he is going to be confident enough to be back in the NHL. So a lot of games coming up here in the next little bit for uh, the Abbotsford Canucks. And I think Rathbone's going to get into a bunch of those. So we'll have to see what happens with him. And he didn't have any update uh, on Aiden McDonough. Really? I asked, I said, are you taking him out? <laughs> you trying to get him to get there? Are you looking for a guy to uh, be making breakout passes too. And he said, nah, he's, he said he doesn't, uh, doesn't have to worry about Aiden McDonough. He's, he's a guy who's going to be, you know, playing in the NHL uh, in not a long time. That's kind of what Jack said about him. And um, he hopes that he's with the organization, but it knows it's a tough decision. And I kind of asked Jack, like, you know, it was, it was a thing that kind of went down to the last minute with him uh, for him signing with the Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, he said it wasn't the, it's not the worst situation. It's not as bad as it maybe sounds from the outside looking in, if it gets to that point, but he didn't really want to tell Aiden what to do. He just, has told him that he's there if he has any questions. So we'll have to see what happens with Aiden uh, when his season continues on. And Northeastern taking quite a hit as uh, Devin Levi is leaving that team. And we've talked about Levi in the past a little bit here. And, and Aiden McDonough and this Northeastern, they're going to have a tough stretch because Devin Levi's heading to the Olympics. Mm, yes. I'm excited to see Devin Levi in the Olympics, man. I got to tell you, I think that kid is great. I thought I think he might be the best goalie from his draft class. I thought he should have gone higher. Um, and I think the guy who did go really high in that draft should have gone a lot later. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I make that clear. Also, Kyle Burroughs out until at least the All Star break. Bruce Boudreaux said, saying that today. So, so maybe, Jack's coming quick, man. Maybe a chance. Maybe a chance for Rathbone here. He's going to be in Manitoba. He's already in. I think they leave. No, they're uh, they leave tomorrow. I think they do leave tomorrow. They haven't left yet. So they're probably all leaving on the same flight. Maybe they're all going to Manitoba. Save some money. Yeah. Can you fit two full hockey teams on, on 
flight on the they private use? jet? Or on yeah, the tr- I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so either. That's that'd be kind of funny. They all check into the airport, Vancouver Canucks get to go to like private jet area, and then it's just like all the guys are on yeah flare air forty nine dollar flight to Manitoba. They don't get any peanuts or pretzels <laughs> or not even a little mini can of ginger ale. None of that. Oh yeah, just on the flight, got to hold your bag on your lap with you. We're flying Air Canada. Yeah. I, who do you usually fly with? Also, do you have any fly. other Canuck stuff before we close out here? No, I don't. I don't fly okay. very often. Last I time fly, I flew the, I was flew uh, once in my life, and it was to Edmonton right. in August. No, I last. I haven't flown in. Jeez, I think. Well, I, aside from the little float planes back in the Union days, we'd float plane me over <laughs> from uh, from an island. Not, not really. Those things coming down. They, like when they're coming down and they're about to land, it's just like so shaky when you're coming down to the water. Then you hit the water, and it's there. I don't know. I don't really like them, but the best part about it is they always take the biggest person and they put them up in the beside the pilot. So lucky me, I'm the biggest guy on a lot of flights. Mm. So I get to see, sit with the pilot the whole time. And it's like 12 minutes, boom, you're over in the harbor. 12 minutes, that's 12, it? 12 minutes, you leave Nanaimo uh, Harbor, you're you're drinking at the freaking Cactus Club in 15. Wow. Yeah, bada that bing, bada awesome. It's good I stuff. love that. I went to Hornby Island a few summers ago. Um and yeah, there was there was people landing on the float planes. So cool. They're kind of a trip. They're small, man. Just a I would sketchy. love to do that. I got to say, I had a teammate once in baseball. Most respect in the world for him because we were in provincials at Comox. He had tickets for a Taylor Swift concert. He played a game, took a float plane back to Vancouver so that he could attend the concert and then flew right back to Comox through a no-hitter the next day. Wow. Goes to see Taylor Swift, comes back and throws a no-no. That is dedication. That is a superstar mentality. It's just you're goaded once you do that. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed a great concert from Taylor Swift as well. It was the Red Tour, so I'm sure he did. All right. We'll close it out there. Next week, the next time you hear us, we won't be in Edmonton, actually. We're going to have another episode on Saturday. We're putting this out Wednesday evening. I have another episode for you on Saturday. Canucks warm-up does go live on we Saturday as well. Week? Like next Tuesday? <laughs> you bet, bud. Next oh, Wednesday. Geez, man. Wednesday. Okay. So I think the plan is, and we could do a podcast because we're going to be staying in the Nation Network offices. Like there are, there are apartments in the Nation Network offices, and we could do an episode in their studio if we wanted to. But I think the plan is do the episode on Wednesday before we leave so that we can live it up in Edmonton as much as one can. Well, that's what you said. You said uh, bosses buy me booze the whole time. <laughs> We still got to work. This isn't a vacation. Oh, I thought this was a vacation. No. Oh. What are we doing for work? I was hoping you'd get something into Canucks Army. I still have to run Dude, the I've site. Got art- you know how many pending articles I, I got know, for you right I now? Know. A ridiculous yeah. amount. Yeah, I know. You haven't even... No one... I'm, ex- so I'm excited for this new series. Scouting with favor. Nobody knows about me it. me doing a bunch of scouting. <laughs> I'm the only person that knows about doing it. Doing video and stuff. I got all these pending articles and then all this news drops. Well, you're like, oh, we got to save this. We got to save this. I don't like starting series because everybody's like, yeah, I want to do a series. I want to do a series. And then they start it. And then I like follow up for the part two. And they're like, oh, sorry, man. Life got busy. It's like, that's fine. But I don't like no, but running the, these you know, series this that are series one... that I'm doing. This yeah, is yeah. my thing right now. I know. Thing right I know. Here. That's not the This is the easiest way for me to take all of the the stupid watching of prospects that I do and I could put them in like the first article it's about late round finish prospects just because I was watching a bunch of finished prospects for some reason and I was like you know I'm gonna write about this and then I was like but it's not really like a good article unless I make it into a series so then I got that I got this uh the SHL players that I wrote about like wrote a bunch of notes on last year I hope it performs well buddy because I I'm excited for the series but if it doesn't this, perform yeah. well I'm pulling the plug yeah I got like I think there's three for you right now the third one's a lot of fun it's all the guys that are over six foot five in <laughs> the, the Facebook, draft the Facebook sunglass uncles oh, they're gonna love be loving that, that. oh yeah Jack Sparks six foot eight 229 oh, yeah. pounds are you oh, kidding man. me who's that guy in the BCHL Clippers goalie and I'm a Clippers Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, He's not on my list. Cooper Black, I think his name is. Yeah. Not Jack Black. That's an actor. I think his name's Cooper Black. Regardless, the Nanaimo Clippers goalie. I went to the Express game a month ago, maybe, and I see this kid. Literally, the crossbar is at his waist, and oh my goodness, can he move well. Like, he's going to go to the NCAA. I believe he's committed somewhere. He's going to go to the NCAA. Mark my words, he's going to make a good AHL player. Like, he's going to play in the AHL. I can almost guarantee it because he moves so well. He's the Tyler Myers of goaltenders. There's a Tyler Myers looking dude out of uh, the queue. Maverick Lamoureux. 
He's uh, freaking Bob McKenzie's got him as a first rounder. He's six foot seven. Wow. Yeah. The only guy that I, uh, I haven't watched yet is uh, Leon Bichel, Swedish guy. But I watched the Russian, the big Russian, uh, Kirill Dolzenkov. Did I tell you about this guy? That's a name. Got kicked out of a game for tripping a ref at one point this season. Also went through the legs on a game tying goal at some point this season. Moves pretty well. Not the biggest, toughest guy. But he was also born on 420. This guy's got it going. This guy is like a... He's the Johnny Hockey of Russia. He's got everything going for him. Okay. Speaking of Johnny Hockey, you see Johnny Manziel. He's a hockey fan now, too. See that? No. You don't care. Actually, I, I did see it. I did really see it. Hey, he's a big hockey guy now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the that. Rangers game. He had a good time. Yeah. Good for Johnny Manziel. Montreal Alouette's legend. Yeah. That's right. I remember that little run right. that he had there. We'll close it out there. Uh, I don't think we have anything else to add. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more, I'm sure, on Saturday about Patrick Alvin because things are just getting settled in a bit. Harm uh, should be here on Saturday. Harm will be here to provide some more insight as well, especially into the uh, Rachel Dory and Emily Costenge, uh signings as well. Those are good hirings. So, so we'll talk about those a little bit more on Saturday. For my co-host, Chris Faber, my name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation, delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.